shit, shit, shit show. It's a fucking shit show. Shit Welcome show. back to Shit Show Saturday. Sit Sell Saturday. So today you're going to get to hear from a bunch of shit shows. This is a recording from the group that we had last night. So as I've said, sorry, I'm beating a damn horse. I know we switched off of Patreon and onto Mighty Networks, and this is just a, a much more robust platform. So as of now, it is just for those who were already in the Patreon, but I will be opening it up for new members in the next few weeks. So to give you a snapshot, a little picture of who, who are these people? Who are these shit shows? Uh, we have people from the ages of 25 to late 70s, people from all over the country and the world, people who come from all various types of dysfunctional family systems. We got the full gamut, people who grew up in an alcoholic home, people who grew up with a narcissistic parent, uh, people who grew up in a, a you know hyper-religious family or people whose parents were ACAs. Some people are in 12-step programs. Some people aren't. Some people have been in support groups before. Other people have never been part of a community like this. We have people who are spiritual, Catholic, atheists, agnostics. You name it, we got it. But the things that we all have in common is that uh, one, our childhood fucked us up. <laughs> Uh, two, we want to do something about that. We want and are willing to do the work to change. And three, a solid sense of humor. And so I would say one of the biggest value adds of switching onto Mighty Networks is that we now have all of these subgroups set up. So these subtopic discussion boards that you can pick and choose which ones you'd like to be a part of. So for example, we have a group for childhood sexual abuse. There's one from uh, healing from narcissists. There's a group for healthcare workers, shit show parents. Hi, Kiki. Um, what else? There's one, a group for, you know, atheists and agnostics. There's a shit show dudes group. And so what's good about this and what was becoming an issue on in the WhatsApp chat is that you, with it just being this one singular discussion thread, you didn't really have control over what sort of topics you were getting exposed to. There might be certain topics that you are not interested in or you find triggering. Like, for example, um, microdosing, psychedelics, or childhood sexual abuse. And so now you have the liberty, you have the freedom to really decide what sorts of conversations you want to participate in. As of now, we have three weekly groups. We are about to be adding some additional groups as well. These are not ACA meetings. I would say that they're structured similarly. There's typically a topic or a reading that the discussion is, is centered around. But the difference from an ACA meeting would be that you can crosstalk here. I think that crosstalk is really valuable. I don't mean from the sense of giving somebody unsolicited advice, but commenting directly on what somebody else has shared. I think that it can be very freeing and relieving to hear somebody else who can relate to you or who went through something similar. 
So you person who has been wanting to join for years, <laughs> yes, you, I am, I'm really looking forward to seeing your face in a couple of weeks because we're waiting for you and we want to trudge this shit show, peel this onion with you. You don't have to do it alone and it's going to be really fucking hard to try to do it on your own as well. We heal through relationships. We heal in safe relationships. And this is a community where you can bring your true self without any fear of, of judgment. We love you. We accept you unconditionally. And so now let's get the damn show on the road. So last night, the topic of group was the reading from Strengthening My Recovery. So I will read that to you now. And then we'll see what the, what the shit shows had to say about it. And how about also, too, you go give me a damn follow on instant TikTok at Adult Child Pod. And how about you go give me a damn five-star rating on Apple, on Spotify. Thank you. True self. We begin to see that we can bring our true selves to a relationship. We have something to offer that is different than unhealthy dependence. This is what ACA recovery looks like. Discovering our true selves, what a journey. When we look back at our first ACA meeting, we thank our higher power for getting us here. Maybe we had hoped for a quick fix to stop the insanity and to have a better life, or a miracle answer about how to fix other people. But that's not exactly how things turned out. As we keep coming back, we find that working the steps is not always easy, nor is it pretty. But the key to freedom is courage, vulnerability, and the willingness to shed our tears while we follow this quest. We work with a sponsor or fellow traveler who has walked this walk before. We discover our ineffective behavior patterns and become willing to change. We don't get stuck on blaming our parents and the generations before them. Slowly, the ACA promises come true. As we work our program, we develop those characteristics and learn to breathe and love life. We play again. We become healthier and have healthier relationships with ourselves, our families, our friends, and community. We become sponsors and help others through the swamps gently and tenderly, the way we were shown. With the help of our higher power, we discover we had the ruby slippers all along. On this day, I continue to do the work that helps me discover more aspects of my healthy, true self. I do just want to provide one quick trigger warning as childhood sexual abuse is brought up. It's not discussed graphically in any way, but somebody shares about having some uh, repressed memories come to the surface. So just wanted to give a heads up there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hi, everybody. I'm going to, my share has something to do with the reading, um, mostly about uh, blaming our parents for who we are. Um, my parents definitely had a lot to do with who I am today. I don't think how, I can't imagine how they couldn't. Um, but that being said, I own my shit. Like, 
when I don't behave in a reasonable way, I know that's on me. It's up to me to fix how I interact with the world. But um, I have started this week to consider the possibility of letting go of some of the anger that I have toward my father, which is like, I never would have thought. It, it's like a part of me. It's like a part of me that I have to give up. Um, but my truth, who is my true self? If my true, my true self would be better, I think, without this anger hanging around. Um, I also, like my parents are both shit shows in different ways. My mother was the drunk. Um, but I have no problem sort of understanding her and the circumstances that she came from. And she did things that were unforgivable. And my father did things that were unforgivable. One of the things that's different between my two parents is that my mom was my mom and she didn't have a different personality depending on who was talking to her. My father acted like a normal person to everyone except us. So I feel like, and over time I have thought he was definitely doing it on purpose. Um, and it's funny, he, my brother does not have a middle name. So the middle name that I have chosen for him is Fuck that guy. And that's basically how I feel about him. And I, I will say those words whenever his name comes up in conversation with my other family members. Um, so I'm, I'm moving toward that. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go. Um, and I, yeah, so it's not, a, I can't give you the story of how it's all resolved. I'm just telling you what I'm working on. So I guess that's uh, that's going to be my share. Thank you, everybody. I wanted to share about the uh, podcast on Wednesday. And um, they're all good. This this is a really good one. And uh, uh, just a couple takeaways I had. Um, I, I can't remember Spoonface's wife's name. What's Spoonface's wife's name? It's um, it's for, it's Fork. Fork? Forkface? <laughs> Forkface. It's Spoonface. And I hope not. He's <laughs> in Porkface, pal. Yeah, so she, a couple things she said. One was like, and, and I relate to this, you know, I can't remember how old she is, but she's older than a lot of y'all, but the the thing that that uh i related to is as as you as we get older we we run out of uh we don't have the same energy level and so you only got so much emotional energy and that it and you and i'm able to tend not to to waste it on bullshit you know because um it's just not worth it and so she was talking and she she gave a real good example of a boundary when the, the, their relationship was reaching a certain point. And and she was just, you know, was be, talk about uh, your true self. You know, it's tied into truth and just okay. like living life of truth. In my other program, you know, as an addict, we talk about, you know, if we're not if we're not brutally honest with ourselves and really with other people you know, it, it lowers our, like, it, it lowers our chances of, of staying sober. And 
it, it just makes life worse. And, and when I was using, you know, one of the shame, most shameful things about it was just the lying about, about, you know, lying to my wife, lying, lying about what I was doing and such, you know, living this secret, you know, stuff, you know, sneaking around and, and uh, drinking secretly and stuff. So that's a long way behind me, thankfully, but you know, I got to stay committed to that honesty. And so she was talking about in that relationship, just, you know, just being straight up about it and, and not uh, and going below the veneer and into the place of, being, you know, they reached a level of intimacy in their relationship where they were able to go deeper. They talked a lot about that. I thought that was really healthy and, and a great, a great model um, that they shared. Um, there was one other thing she shared too. It's like, oh, I know what it is. You know, I put up on that. One of those little trite little sayings we pick up in, in recovery rooms was what happens in vagueness stays in vagueness. And she was talking about being specific about what you want, know what you want and be specific about what you want in life. And it's like, so it's such a strong truth, I think, is, is that if, if you don't have a specific goal in, in, with your recovery or with your life, you know, you, and I think in, with, with, our, with our issues, we can tend to get like that and we, get, we can get real vague about what we're looking for. And, 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 she, and she, was, she was sharing that. And I thought that was really helpful just to hear it again from her perspective. So there was a lot of good things about that conversation. It was a nice, uh, uh, I like the one-on-ones a lot on, on those podcasts, but this, this dynamic, once in a while, you, uh, once you brought in a whole family, that was interesting. And here you had a couple talking about how they're working things out and how, how their relationship matured. And you, you squeezed all that in an hour. I thought it was brilliant. So thanks for that one. And uh, I'll pass to my man, Chris. I'm just, I've, I've got like some FOMO going on. I haven't listened to the, I'm like, you know, I'm a really good alcoholic. Like I'm all or nothing. So I listen to like 20 podcasts at once or none for two weeks. But I do say insulting things about you on Instagram. So um, <laughs> what a fucking day. Oi, I've had one of those days where I've had to channel my inner Julia Sugarbaker at uh, Bank of America. Because, you know, as you guys know, my, my, I use their ATM and my, somebody else had enjoyed my money. So I, uh, my driver's, I'm such a shit show. My driver's license expired on my birthday, which was the 15th of May. And I'm still registered at Neiman's in case anybody, anyway. Um, so I didn't realize that it had gotten, you know, expired until I went to rent a car and they asked me for another form of ID. And I was like, are you the Gestapo? But, um. Anyway, so I got a temporary, so they were like, um, uh, so I went to go to the ATM or go into the bank to get money out and I handed them the temporary. They're like, well, I've never seen this before. And I'm like, well, I don't care what you've seen, but this is from the DMV and here's my temporary driver's license. Anyway, I caused a whole scene and called them blood sucking pigs. I think I was all revved up. So, um, that's all I remember, but, um, and then. I was trying to figure something. Oh, so I get home. My my old neighbor died. And so I had told the landlord that I wanted some rocks. My neighbor, Gail, who worked at the Whale and Ale, and I'm not making that up, um, 
she taught me everything that I knew about gardening. And so um, I had gone, I'd gone over there and I'd gotten her Western gardening book, which is like the gardener's Bible. It's like the gardener's big book, uh, except on page 356, we get to learn about osteosternum verticosum. See, I know some shit. So um, anyway, I asked the landlord, the owner of the property, who was my landlord for 15 years, if I could have some some rocks out of her yard because I have a broken shovel and it's just the shovel part. And I wanted to kind of put some rocks around the broken shovel and kind of have a, a in, or in memory, because I can't say that other word, um, you know, the unknown gardener kind of, and, you know, in light of Gail's dying. So anyway, so the property manager freaked out and was like, I want those rocks back. He doesn't own the property. So he was at my door when I was at the Costco and I couldn't answer it for some reason. My I can answer my door in Peru, but not in Torrance. I don't know. But so I come home and he left a box of kittens on my porch, like unsolicited. So I call the owner and I go, what's wrong with him? And then one of my neighbors called and said that he couldn't, he didn't know which house was mine. And he was saying that um, that I had stolen some things from one of his tenants. I'm like... I called my my old property owner and I'm like, um, he's wackadoodle and this is insane. And so anyway, that's what that's why I've been on the phone and you know, blah blah blah. But um to get to the reading, since I haven't listened to the podcast, I just like where it says to like getting to know yourself and and Andrea had when Maria had you had Maria on the podcast and she said that we couldn't be ourselves. We couldn't we couldn't show who ourselves were. And that, that was such a, a pivotal moment where you know, we had to sort of hide who we were because it was just going to be repressed or whatever else. But um, to the to the reading is, you know, it's just so hopeful. And I'm, you know, as you guys know, I'm 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 the class hopeaholic, and uh, you know, I just am so excited because we're starting this group and getting into the the yellow book, and I, I'm ready. I don't like, you know, I'm I just turned forty seven. I'm sort of at the end of the central years of my life and I don't want to be holding on to somebody's shoelaces going, please love me. Or God, in 1982, I didn't get this bicycle. Like I'm ready to shed that shit. And I'm so optimistic for the next chapter of my life. Once I get rid of these kittens on my porch. So that's all I got to share shitties and welcome to the new people. We're all mad. Oh, and speaking of that's Ram Das and my painting, he's the hookah smoking caterpillar. I thought that was pretty cool. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Um, I'm not in a good place. All these years, I've thought that the childhood sexual abuse that I experienced was in the first four or five years of my life. Uh, but pieces keep coming back. And lately, I've been swamped with flashes of images around the time of when I'm 12 and 13, my first reaction, my first response was the old standby. I can't do this anymore. I wish I were dead. Then I think it's, anyway, I'm, I'm glad to share here because saying it out loud for me, rather than keeping it in my head, I can feel already that it makes a difference. What, what I did this time that was really different, instead of just freaking out and going into a depression, curling up in the bed, um, 
I went straight like a flash to that 13 year old myself. And I told her how proud I was of her, that I didn't know exactly what was going on with her at this time, but I know that it was difficult and that she's strong, she's doing the right thing by just resisting and, and uh, being stubborn. And thinking that way and talking to her, somehow it, it's, it's, a, it's a, an infinity loop circle because I could feel her relief um, when, when uh, I encouraged her and I talked to her. And I realized something now that this new block of memories is coming forward. She was protecting my true self. I make that connection by being, I, I just remember, I don't remember much about being 13, but I do remember, anyway, I don't even want to talk about that stuff. But anyway, I, I'm better, I'm stronger, especially strong for being part of this community and sharing this with, with you. And I know this is going to help me um, continue to move forward. And this work is so hard. It's like sometimes, or most of the time now, I think, because I'm so far into it, it's like making micro steps. Um, and it takes a lot of mindfulness, mindfulness for me to just pause and take a breath and recognize that I am changing, that I am on forward, upward, out, outward, center, forward uh, momentum. Um, I'm grateful for this podcast. I'm, I'm grateful um, for your shares. Everything, I just connect with everything. Um, and I wish you a good evening. I love you all. Bye. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or I'm picking up on other people's cues like Chris. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell people where to go and how to get there. No, I think I'm, it's, it's a little bit of I'm getting older and life's too short and ain't nobody got time for a lot of this bullshit anymore. And I'm at that stage where it's just like, get off my lawn, you know, which is good. <laughs> get off my lawn. But I think it really, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out a little bit of stuff. Sandra's shit show Saturday, I'm catching up on the pod, I'm getting there. She said the word radical. And I've heard, the, I've heard that word in, in the context of acceptance. But I've had this like spiritual awakening moment that was really very quiet, but very powerful. And I put a little, I put a little sticky note on my bathroom mirror that says radical self-love and to stop overthinking everything and just do it and just do it. And I think from the reading about that true self, 
and, and versus the false self and the people pleasing and the codependency and the you know the anxious anxious attachment for me is learning to love myself enough to be able to say this is what you're getting this is what you're getting i'm a good person i'm a nice person i'm a compassionate person i i think i'm a i think i'm an i'm an, i'm a decent human being as my daughter would say um i'm not bad for a human meat bag <laughs> she said <laughs> When she was young, um, you're okay for a human meat bag. I'm like, I'll take it. I'm a human meat bag, you know, so hey, but I'm in the club. But um, you know, and it's just like I'm learning that the people who know me and accept me and give space for me and love me for who I am they're going to understand that I make mistakes and they're going to understand that I say stupid shit and they're going to understand that I put my foot in my mouth. Um, but they know that my heart is in the right place. And the more I love myself, the less I have to grab for people's shoelaces. Chris taught me that too, you know, to crawl up, crawl up people's shoelaces. I'm not doing it anymore. Life's too short. And the people that do know me that true self they're the ones that are worth hanging on to and they are not going to abandon me they are not going to be the ones that I have to crawl to grab their shoelaces for and I'm finding those people here and I never ever thought that would happen to me in my life so I appreciate this community and for you organizing it and all of the people who I'm talking about. I just love you guys and I appreciate it. I'll pass. Hey everyone. Uh, thanks for this space. Thank you, Andrea. So this reading uh, is kind of really freaking me out about the true self. I've been on a healing journey for a long time. And I think uh, with the newer relationships and relationships, that haven't been so enmeshed, um, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, but with my family of origin, it's really scary. I think it was Ram Dass who said, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a weekend with your family or maybe a week. Anyway, my son, I have one child. He's graduating college in two weeks. Uh, in uh, I'm up in Northern California. I'm five hours north of him. My family is two hours south of him. And um, I'm trying to figure out how to get my mom there. And I have three alternative plans, including me flying to LA, picking up my mom, spending the weekend with her, driving her home and flying back. And my older brother, who is totally enmeshed and a martyr and won't set boundaries always. He ruins every family plan by changing the time and never committing. So he's been, it would be so much easier if he could just drive her up for the graduation. But anyway, the true self, these are the toxic people in my life. These toxic people are why I have the laundry list traits. And those laundry list traits protected me from these toxic people who aren't interested in healing, who have no insight. 
So to be my true self with them is pretty impossible and would also be really risky for my well-being. So that's really scary. So I'm kind of going to journal about, you know, do I just put up my armor and, you know, try not to react and take the bait? Or do I maybe do a baby step? Like what part of my true self do I want to maybe show for a minute, you know, open the door really quick and close it and see what happens. So um, I think that's really great food for thought, stuff to dream about, journal about, and how do you be your true self with someone who's just toxic and has no insight? So thanks everyone. Um, and I'll let you know how the graduation goes. <laughs> I I mean, this is my son's day and as his mom, I really don't want his grandma and his uncle like fucking everything up. So thanks for listening. I was listening to the podcast. And when Elroy said that he wanted to know how his new wife well, before they were before he was married to her, but he wanted to know how she would react or how she would, I forget how he said it, but how she would react to her, his mother when she, when his mother was being problematic. And I was like, oh my gosh, um, because I, but then, but then the reading is like, I don't want to blame anybody. I'm trying not to blame anybody, but I actually agreed I made a promise to my husband um, before we got married that um, I would not speak to his mother. If something was bothering me, I was supposed to come to him about it. And then he would talk to her. And when we first got together, that was, that wasn't a problem. I was, you know, I'm a, you know, spineless codependent adult child sure that sounds great I I won't have to speak up for myself that sounds great um but I didn't realize what I was agreeing to <laughs> and I didn't realize um the shit show that she was and for some reason it, it just when he, when I heard him say that I was like oh we don't just try and control other people all the time we we just have to we have to speak up for ourselves and I didn't realize the hole that I have put myself in by making that promise and I have to now speak up and say this doesn't work for me anymore because your mom is taking way too many liberties with me and you're not saying it the way I want to so yeah that's I just when he said that I was like oh shit that's I agree to something I shouldn't have because people don't expect their wives to just let them stand between them and their, their mom. But for some reason I accepted that. I just really did. I just thought that's how the world worked. We just do everything we can to control other people. So that's my share. Thank you. Thanks guys. Um, I had kind of a weird experience last week. I don't know if it was, um, our group or some other post I saw, but it was talking about um, landslide by Fleetwood Mac. And I walked into 
a restaurant last Saturday um, and it was playing and I, you know, music can be really emotional for me, but rarely do I just kind of walk in and hear something and immediately feel such strong emotions. But I was tearing up because it was just the words hit so strong on kind of this aspect of, you know, I've, I've built my life attempting to make other people happy around them and around what I think they need instead of myself and not being my true self around them because I don't know if it will please them or, um, you know, if, if I'm myself, will they abandon me? And just having a lot of hesitation to start a healing journey because of those feelings and those fears um so i i just think it it's been eye opening and and slow at the same time but just being able to kind of realize that i none of this is jumping into the deep end and immediately going under the water like i i can test the water i can slowly move through and see how people react and see where the safety is and um you know make decisions on who I keep in my life and who I don't based on slow changes not it's not just that I'm gonna go to therapy and then the next day everyone's going to abandon me because I'm suddenly a different person um so just kind of having that long long-term fear somewhat relieved over the last few weeks and um you know being able to share here and doing step group and all the all the things in the process it's just been I, I feel like that's a big win of just know knowing if nothing else that I can make a slow change. I don't have to do anything super fast. So thank you all for that and um, thanks, Andrea, for pushing me and um, just really happy to have everyone in my life now. Thanks. Hi, guys. Um, short share just about finding our true selves. Um, recently, I've just started to feel peaceful and like quiet in my head after doing a lot of work with ACA and um, IFS. And um, it's weird for things to be so quiet and I'm not bored and I, I, I'm calm and I'm like, I'm finding joy in things and I have never felt like this before. It's very new and I kind of don't know what to do. And I kind of don't know who I am, what I like doing um, now that I'm bringing my authentic self. Like I used to be afraid to be my authentic self um, because if people didn't like my growth, if people didn't like my truth, they would tell me I was the problem. I felt crazy. I felt afraid to be myself. And um, I've done a lot of work on that. Like I, I feel a lot better. I feel okay with who I am. I feel really peaceful. And now I'm just I've never experienced joy in my life so it's a really new experience 
and it's not it's not scary either like peace isn't scary i just have no idea what i'm gonna do with it credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.